Welcome to A Couple and Some Cameras with your hosts, Adam and Becca. Whether you're in front or behind the camera or just want to hang out, you've come to the right place. Cue the intro. Hello and welcome to Finding Focus. It's been a minute, but I am back. I was down for the count last week with some pretty nasty sinus infection and then an antibiotic reaction, but... We're back, and I'm really excited for this week's episode of Finding Focus. I'm going to be talking about hiring contractors. This will be, you know, these episodes at this point are, they're short and sweet, but they're really packed full with some good information. So hiring contractors. A contractor is an, an, it's called an independent contractor, and there's either a contractor or an employee. And so an employee, you have to decide kind of which one makes the best decision for your business and also how you want to utilize that person in your business. For us, we have employees and contractors. We use them, we use both. And we start out with all contractors and then we move our virtual assistant, Catherine, to a part-time position as an employee and now a full-time position. And so the, the difference is, is an independent contractor, you don't have much control over how over their work as much and that doesn't mean like you're watching everything they do if they're an employee it just means you have to be more careful about how you direct them to work you are set their expectations stuff like that because the gray area that exists between contractor and employee is something that is monitored pretty closely by the irs because it is a difference in tax how taxes are done because with an independent contractor you have a 1099 that goes out for them for an for an employee you will withhold taxes for them and um, the business will pay taxes on their behalf so it's just something to be careful about there's some different things you have to word things differently Maybe I'll do an episode on employee versus independent contractor because that could probably be another good, like short and sweet episode. But today I'm going to talk just about hiring contractors. And again, hiring contractors, not employees. So for a contractor, things that contractors might do, that might be a virtual assistant. It might be someone to edit photos or videos. It might be someone who... You want to manage your social media. It might be, for us, we have our associate team. You might not realize you have contractors, but if you have second photographers who you're paying more than $600 a year to, you do have contractors and you should be sending out a 1099 for them. How to know when you're ready to hire an independent contractor or hire a contractor. Same thing. So if you hear me say just contractor, it's just because I'm dropping the first word. It's the same thing. So I knew that we wanted to hire an independent contractor when I wanted to shift what I was working on. We were taking on more clients. We were expanding our associate business. And I wanted to have somebody who monitored emails and could send contracts and stuff like that, like the tasks that I could show someone how to do and they could do on their own time. And it would kind of save me from having to do that work so I could do other stuff that would then grow our business but I didn't have enough work or capacity within our business to support a part-time employee or a full-time employee because that just changes up the expense side of things rather than like even just the salary, like you might've paid the same rates to them, but 
the withholding taxes and stuff like that, they do go up um, with an employee. So, so I knew I wanted to hire a independent contractor January, 2021. Yeah. So we started looking for a virtual assistant in January, 2021. And I have always been a little tighter on my hiring process because we do, we have very personal business. We're I mean, a family-owned business. We're we're small, and and I want to keep make sure that anyone who comes onto our team is someone who we can trust fully, and know well, and it because we're sharing a lot with them. Our employees um, see like we have they have credit cards. They see a lot of what Adam and I do. They have access to a lot of our systems and stuff, and so that's just kind of you know, something to think about. So, so in the hiring process for the virtual assistant, I started with our Instagram and I just made some slides in Canva and put on there and said, Hey, I'm hired. We're looking to hire a virtual assistant that will have, they'll do this, this, and this, and it'll probably be about this amount of hours per week. Then I got a couple applications through there and it ended up being that one of my good friends and past brides applied for it. Catherine, you know her, she works with us now still. It was just the perfect fit. So she was the right one for that job. And so we quickly, I think she was a virtual assistant for probably like two months as a contractor before we moved her into a part-time position. And I'm going to walk through the decision for that. When we hired as a virtual assistant, the as a virtual assistant so as an independent contractor whatever that person is doing like an associate photographer or someone managing your social media is it they're not an employee you have to be really careful about a couple things so you don't want to list hourly rates you want to pay them you want to list it as like um this is their payment so maybe you know you have an hourly rate like like with Catherine, we knew and she knew we were going to pay her fifteen dollars an hour for 10 hours a week. So then we, cause we, we thought $15 an hour should be the minimum amount someone's making. So we went ahead and we knew that's what it was going to be. But as an independent contractor, you want to make sure that the price is listed as a lump sum. And you can talk to an accountant about that. Every state's different and things, but that was our accountant's best guidance is just make sure you're listing things as lump sums because you want to be really clear what side of that gray line you're on of employee versus contractor. On the contractor side, we went with lump sum. And also you, they cannot have an email address within your company. If they have an email address within your company, they're an employee and they have to, you need to be paying withholding taxes. Or if, if you skate by with it, we've never really been on the side of like, let's see, let's like mess around and see what happens. We keep things super legal over here. And so we've always been like upfront, like, okay, she needs an email address now. We're moving her into employee, like no longer contractor. She's an employee now. Hourly rates and emails. And then also, and that's having a personal email, like your employee specifically has their own email then they need to be an employee, not an independent contractor. Now you could have a virtual assistant that you're hiring to monitor your email and they log in and stuff like that. That does not mean they need to be an employee. That That is them managing your email, responding to clients. That is, that is not the same thing. And so that is fine to stay in this side that um, 
contractor side. One thing to think about too is as an independent contractor, you really want to make sure you're not that you you cannot legally require them to work certain hours as far as like you can't say you need to work this time of the day. You need to do this exact thing this exact way because if you're doing that, they're an employee legally. And so that again, you need to be very clearly on this side of the line. You need to be very legal, paying withholding taxes, stuff like that. Now, if you are like when Catherine was our virtual assistant, I was like, these are the tasks I want you to do. And at that point, I'd be like, this is how I would do them. But you do them how it makes best sense to you. You work when you can work. And I don't want you to work any more than like 10 hours because that's what we could budget at that time. So it, it that's how it worked out with us. You need to make sure that they have control or they're becoming an employee. Now, when it made sense for us to shift to employee, it really was, she was just becoming so much more involved in like our day-to-day tasks. And I was like, she needs an email. Like I want her to be able to email vendors and do these things. And cause we were like seeing how our business was growing and stuff. And so it made a lot of sense for her to become an employee. So that's in the virtual assistant view. If I was going to hire another virtual assistant, not an employee, I would probably do it the same way. Post something on Instagram, um, get applications in that way, and then chat with people, see who I really clicked with the best. Because again, with me, it's really personal. See what kind of experience they had. How much am I going to have to train this person? And would they want to be an associate photographer? Or is there room for them to grow within our company? Or would it just be this this virtual assistant ship for however long? I would also recommend just making sure you're really clear in like statements of work that they have control over when and how they work if you are not giving them that control then they're an employee so just be careful with that and if you have any questions just ask an accountant we have we love our accountant and they help us so much like they don't want like they they want to help so and they know the rules and all this stuff so just ask them if you're thinking about hiring anybody um and they can also help you they helped me understand okay at what point does it make sense to hire someone as an employee versus an independent contractor so and that's where on our associate team they are all independent contractors except for Catherine because she's one of our employees she also associates she's for us all of our associates are independent contractors which means that they have control they don't have to take a wedding like they don't they don't work for us and we're like you're working this wedding on this day instead we get inquiries in and we're like hey do you want this wedding on this day and then they have the control to say yeah, i'd like that and then we have an hourly rate we discuss with each other but the payments on contracts and stuff are all lump sums. And then they also have freedom to execute a wedding day in with their own creative abilities. So we tell them how we would shoot a wedding day. We give them timelines and stuff like that, but they have the, like, we don't prescribe. You have to pose this exact same way. You have to use this exact setting. That's, that is, a lot of control and that's not even like if we were going to go into art and stuff like that's too much control to put on an artist don't do that but that's just showing you want to make sure if they're on the independent contractor side they stay there especially like with our associates second photographers and stuff we're writing big checks they're getting well over the 600 dollars a year for 
someone who wouldn't get a 1099. So they're getting 1099s for large amounts of money from us. And so those will be tracked even closer to make sure that we're keeping everything within that independent contractor realm because we aren't paying withholding taxes uh, that we would if they were employees. So it's beneficial for them to be independent contractors because they have control over what weddings they work and stuff like that. But also then they kind of have to, they, they manage that extra tax on their income instead of having a bunch of it withheld. Um, and it's good for us because then we just, we, it works as long as it works. And if they, their business grows and they can't work anymore with us, then it's a much easier separation because it's just like, okay, well, we're just not going to book any more weddings right now, which is fine. Hiring a contractor, that's pretty much it. Make sure some of the quick things to make sure you do, vet them, ask for a reference. And that doesn't mean like you have to call it their old job, uh, but maybe even like a friend, like someone just to be like, what is their character? What are they like? Are, are they reliable? Can I trust them? Especially if they're going to be doing something like with your credit card, stuff like that. You need a W-9 from them in the state of Indiana. You need a W-9 and then I send those to my accountants and then our accountants prepare the 1099s and we get those out at the end of the year. Normally, like I think they're due before January 31st of the following year, but that is on you to make sure those get out. And then throughout the year, I just track that money that we pay our associates and our accountants and see that. So those are just things to think through. If you um, are thinking about hiring associates, just make sure you know that. Again, chat with an accountant, make sure you know everything you need, and then go do it. Congratulations on growing your team. It's so exciting. So pumped for you to have some free time. All right. See you next time.